Hey everyone, it's Mike. And Alina. And we're back with Practicing Catholic. So, what are we talking about today, Alina? Well, today we're continuing episode two of the Corporal Works of Mercy. Corporal Works of Mercy. Okay, well, I guess maybe we should start practicing. Let's do it. Uh, Well, hello everyone. Sorry, there's uh, there's always behind the scenes humor. Uh, <laughs> we always cut in music, and and the, we looked up. We were both bobbing our head <laughs> like we were pretending to listen to music. So because <laughs> you can totally see us, you like can totally see us. it. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, maybe one day if we ever get our stuff together, we'll uh, yeah. have a YouTube page. There but, we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, well, hey, you know, if we, we like get, one of the cool guys over it, but you know, you know if we get a hundred Patreon subscribers. We are going to do a live, um, like, uh, online session, like a Zoom session with all of our patrons. Um, where we'll be online and we'll see them and we'll greet them and we'll answer questions and things like that. Yeah, it's part of the goal. So, uh, awesome, help us get but, a uh, This is the first time hearing about that. So, yeah. you just volunteered me for something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens, you know. Oh, no, I turned off my microphone. It's okay. We can do this. All right. I'm, I'm oh, about, there we, and you're back. And I'm back. All right. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's the end uh, of the day. Um, it is. All right. Well, anyway, folks, uh, as we talked about uh, Corporal Works of Mercy here. Part two. Uh, part two. And um, so, you know, in the beginning or in the last episode, we talked about really where, where these are founded first. Yes. Um, and it's in, in Matthew 25 in the Last Judgment. Uh, but one thing that, I, uh, that I've noticed just in my study and things like that, is that living according to the corporal works of mercy was very um, prevalent during um, the early church. Ooh. And we see that. I was wondering like when people actually like put this into words, like, uh, you know, actually said like, oh, look, like we're going to call Matthew 25 the where the corporal works of mercy are established yep. and we're going to put these down into words and now you guys got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it really it, it was it was truly even before all the scriptures were written and we see it in Paul's letters. So you if like he, Paul? I do like Paul. Paul, I think, is... paul D. Yeah. <laughs> Paul teaches us a lot. Paul, the early church churches that he was establishing um, were built upon, you know, these principles. So, um, in, and this is Colossians, first chapter, uh, and it is... Um, Wait, how did you say that? Colossians. Definitely, if that's how that's set, I've been pronouncing that wrong my whole life. So. You, how'd you say it? Colossians. Uh, well, I don't know. East Coast, Midwest, I don't know. You know, tomato, tomato. Like Galatians, only it's the Colossians. Oh. Right? Yeah, I say Colossians. I don't know. That's Like a collage. Yeah. I, but I don't they're know. ands. Of course, I don't say a lot of things right, but that's a whole other episode. Like sneakers. Uh, sneakers, that's right. Okay, <laughs> whatever. East Tennis Coast. shoes. <laughs> so, um, so here we go. So first Colossians. Um, it's verse 10 that um, Paul is commanding the church to continue to live in a manner worthy of the Lord so as to be fulfilled fully so as to be fully pleasing in every good work bearing fruit and growing in knowledge of God mm. and so the, the the early churches were set up in communal society right in which everyone supported each other drink food shelter all of that so yeah, the churches literally didn't have pews in them because it was like 
community mm-hmm. style. Like you came, you mm-hmm. like, you know, sat on the floor. Yeah, you, there was no. Yeah. yeah, there was no like order to it. You know, mm-hmm. you could then use the church for wedding feast and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that you were really supposed to do that, but it yeah. was a, a common gathering place. Yeah. Um, yeah oftentimes a, a, a room of a upper room of a house or uh, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, whatever was given. Um, properties were given over um, by early uh, Christians. Uh, um, you know, followers of the way, as they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but again, they were set up in community. That community, again, was all um, being done from the standpoint of um, building around these corporate works of mercy, not just for themselves. The physical body of Christ. The physical body of Christ. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. There's That's a awesome. little, little side note. All right. And so to recap, the uh, corporal works of mercy, um, there is seven of them. We're talking about ways that um, we can empower the physical body of Christ, um, unlike the spiritual works of mercy, which empower the um, spiritual body of Christ, yeah, you know, our faith life, needs, yep. our spiritual needs. Um, so first off, we got hungry, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the imprisoned, bury the dead and give poor to the give alms to the to poor. The poor yep. <laughs> alms to the poor. Alms to the poor. Um, so today we are going to be talking about um, visiting the sick and visiting the imprisoned. Yep. All right. So to kick that off, um, what we want to do is talk about visiting the sick. And like most of the corporal works of mercy, it's mm-hmm. kind of self-explanatory. Visit the sick. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to visit the sick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> done and well, done. Who, Moving on. No. Who, <laughs> but who are the sick? Who how are I, the sick? How, how do, do I, I do this? Yeah. You know, what is, obviously you can't spend every single day like yeah. going to the hospital and sitting with the, you know, the sick and the dying. Yep. So how can I do that? in my everyday life. Um, so obviously visit the sick, visit, you know, people in hospitals, visit people in nursing homes. Um, you home, know, uh, you know. Last episode, I mentioned homebound ministry. Yes, I recommend that if if you don't do that, if you if if you haven't done it, it is a beautiful ministry because oftentimes um, uh, the people who are home that you're you're of course you're bringing the Eucharist to, mm-hmm. uh, you're spending time with them and um, it's a very very beautiful ministry. Thank you to everyone out there who who does it. Yeah. Um. It, but I encourage you if it's something you haven't thought about, this is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And and even more so within our, you know, even bring a greater meaning of the faith. Especially too. today, you know, we're still coming out of COVID times COVID here. Times. There's still a lot of elderly who are, you know, and people with low immune systems and that that are can't, not attending can't, mass or yeah. can't attend mass. Yeah. Um, this is a great way to um, cut down on their exposure by you yeah. bringing them the Eucharist yep. as an extraordinary minister. Um, and so to get involved with that, um, you just talk to your parish. Yeah. Talk to your parish. Just and, call up the parish secretary, yeah. say like, Hey, um, there's a need for this. How do I? How do, how, I, how how do, do I, I get, get involved? In touch? Yeah, uh, back at St. Elizabeth's, back in Ohio, where I was uh, homebound minister, um, they put us in touch with um, Deacon Deacon Dean, I believe, is the one who oversaw it. He mm-hmm. he organized everything and gave you some training, and it was great. I loved it. I, right. you know, I wish I could do it again. Here in St. Genevieve, um, just like counting off the top of my head, I counting like eight nursing homes and group homes collectively. Really? Um, so I yeah. would imagine that right now all those are still in lockdown. So they still um, are, and they don't have chaplains. They're not yeah. big enough to have a chaplain per nursing home or anything like that. Um, and we have one Catholic church here in town. 
Wow. So that is a lot of people to minister to. So I can only imagine what the um, the need is here. And yeah. that talks about feeding the hungry because we're feeding them the literal body of Christ. So you're feeding them in a spiritual sense, but also a physical sense. And it's also doubling up here with visiting the sick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the people in the hospitals, the people mm-hmm. in the nursing homes, the people in the group homes. Yeah. Um, but other ways that we can kind of get involved just in day-to-day life. So that happens on Sundays, you know, um, you can um, send, get a mask card. Have um, mass said for yeah. somebody who is sick, somebody with yeah. cancer. Um, your m- there's a quote out there somewhere from somebody um, who knows some stuff um, <laughs> that says that mass said for a person why they're still living is like ten times more effective than once they're dead. Wow. So wow. you know, saying mass now why a person is still alive, mm-hmm. um, whether that be for their soul or for their health, um, you or know, somebody whatever. or whatever, um, yeah. you know that can help them and when we're um, talking about the sick we're not talking about just those with cancer those who are elderly we're also talking about those with mental Mm disabilities people yeah. with um Ment- you know mental, mental illness mental uh, illness yeah. developmental ment- just developmental disabilities anything yes. like this yeah. i mean you could you could look at situations like big brothers big sisters yes. um there are um or, you know organizations back in ohio we had um here it's challenger field mm-hmm. uh, back in ohio it was uh the miracle league mm-hmm. and uh, i mean back in ohio miracle league it was an amazing organization and and what it was was um it was uh um uh, young boys and girls um, with uh, physical and developmental disabilities. Um, we had a baseball field uh, similar to Challenger Park here in St. Jen. And we would, uh, students, high school students, would actually be their buddy on the field. And we would actually, they would actually play, you know, baseball game and, and everything. So it's spending time with them that way. It's it, it could be through Big Brothers Big Sisters. It could be through Catholic Charities, mm-hmm. another great organization where you can begin to to re- reach out and minister to, um, you know, people in this in this particular way. So there's a lot right. of different avenues to there go. There is, you know, not just the home, you know. Um, the sick and the dying, yeah. but also those, you know, who are, you know, I don't want to say sick in the head, but no, 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 they're, um, they're mentally disabled, mentally disabled. No, no, I'm, I'm speaking more to those struggling with addictions. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, that's a sick, we don't like to think of alcoholism um, no, or um, as an illness or drug addicts as having an illness, but addiction is an illness, it is an illness. and yeah. alcoholism, for example, is a genetic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that now through modern science and everything. And so visiting those people, Oh yeah. you know, absolutely. um, you know, I mean, there's probably a country song out there somewhere that says like they found God in a bar. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you that know, really it, um, it is an important thing. I mean, and and that's the, ministering to them in a yeah. spiritual sense. Yeah, um, visiting with them, um, but also uh, just simply helping the elderly and the sick and the disabled for whatever reason, whether that mm-hmm. be addiction through um, ailing parents um, with errands. You know, like mm. chores, housework, you know, it's COVID, you know, some of them might still not be getting out, picking up groceries for them, running it by, mowing their lawn in this heat. They do not need to be getting out there and mowing, um, you know, just um, raking leaves in the fall. All of these things, um, you know, are things that we can do just on a daily basis and work it into our family yeah. life of how to help to help visit the yeah. sick. You, well, know? I, you know, I'll give you an example. So growing up. Um, uh, and, uh, Sandy, if you're listening, hi. Uh, so my godmother, mm-hmm. um, was, uh, my neighbor 
Oh. Yeah. And, no pressure. Um, yeah, no pressure. And uh, so Sandy, her mom, right, uh, moved into their home and she lived on the bottom floor, right? And for a school project, um, I needed to interview someone and I chose her. So I went over and I did my school project and I, I, I just grew to love her mom so much, right? That I would just go over and spend time with her. Just spending time sitting on the couch. We'd watch TV, you know, whatever was on. I don't even remember, but just spending time with her, you know, and, and I remember that. And I don't, I haven't thought about that in 30 years or more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and like, and now that we're talking about, I used to, I used to remember those days of, right. I'm just going to go over and spend time with, you know, yeah. Sandy's mom and would literally sit in the basement and, and just visit with her and, yeah. and, and her grandkids were upstairs and I'm downstairs hanging out. I mean, right. Yeah. You know, it made an impact on me, I guess all these years later, cause I still remember it. It's so. true. It's true. I mean, like, please do not put your grandparents in a home and throw away the key. Like, oh, it's, go, so sad. it's the saddest thing that I encounter. Um, you know, go visit with them. I know that's hard right now during COVID times, but they're starting to lift the restrictions. You know, if you can't go visit them, make sure you call them, send them cards, send them little yeah. care packages, yeah. you know, and then once the homes are back open, resolve that, yeah. you know, just, a half hour you're just going to stop in give them a hug yeah. tell them that you're thinking of them tell them that you're praying for them play a de- play well, play a game of rummy with them like just we did that last year with christmas yeah, if you remember yeah, with the Vincentian fathers it was your idea um that we the students um actually wrote letters to the Vincentian fathers at the nursing home at saint mary of the parents mm-hmm. the and, retired um, priest the retired priest yeah. and uh, and they have a nursing home section too they have they have two sides there. Yeah. And anyway, we did a drop ship. I, we, we rode them. We quarantined them so nothing could happen mm-hmm. just to prevent COVID from getting in. We coordinated it well with um, uh, um, uh, Father. And, um, uh, we, you know, we drop shipped it and we, we, we left it at the fr- front door. Brother Tom picked them up, mm-hmm. you know, was able to distribute them to, to all the fathers. And, and it was, you know, again, a positive thing. So. Yeah, no, and that's and that's a great way to do that. Um, you know, I also want to say um, in regards to our um, sick and our elderly, you know, um, sometime, you know, we talked about this kind of in the last podcast. Let's not forget about those new moms. Let's not forget about those just going through chemo who are still at home, who still have the yeah. financial um, capabilities of doing that. But you can swing by and check in on them you know if it's a new mom I highly recommend that you call because if you're swinging by on me unannounced I'm not going to be happy um, but yeah. other people really could use that help yeah. you know going and spending time with them you know um, postpartum depression is um, becoming more and more prevalent today yeah. and sometimes that's a big part of why women experience that they just feel so alone, Mm. you know, they're home, they're home Mm -hmm. with the new baby husband is back at work. Um, you know, maybe they don't have a significant other, you know, their, their parents are gone, you know, everybody's gone and now you're just left at home with this newborn baby and you don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, just spending time with them, just stopping in to check in on check them, in. checking in on your friends with, um, you know, depression and anxiety. You know, they say check in on your happiest friends. They're the loneliest friends, you know, mm. spend time with them. Um, you never know what people are going through and people don't have to be dying to be sick. No, you know, and we got to remember that, you know, mm-hmm. um, we are a, um, you know, 
community and yep. we forget that. And especially COVID has made us so afraid of everybody. Yeah. You know, you're afraid of your neighbors. You're afraid of your own family. Yeah. Let's it's, get. It's added another barrier. It's added challenge. another barrier. You know, we and weren't doing great with this before COVID. And now, now it's, it's even, even tougher. Now it's even tougher. Yeah, but you've got to. People have been isolated. People have been. And again, that separation yeah. um, is, is so hard. And, and to your point, um, you know, oftentimes. You know, we don't know the struggles of our friends or family um, that that are private. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, someone who's ill, suffering mm-hmm. from depression or anxiety or things like that. Um, yeah. You know, we. You know, what can we do? Are Are we asking everyone how are you doing, and are we being sincere with that? I think that's one thing I've really tried to start to focus on mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, is how are you? What does that really mean? Am I just saying the words or do I really care to listen? Mm-hmm. So It's true. And on a day-to-day basis, remember those people in your prayers. Mm-hmm. We get that you can't go to the nursing home every day and that you can't visit the shut-ins every day and you can't necessarily call and talk with grandma on the phone for an hour every day. Mm-hmm. But remember them in your prayers. Um, and for busy moms living busy lives and trying to instill these values of our Catholic faith onto the next generation, yeah. um, do do like we did with the Vincentian Marian youth kids. You know, they wrote cards at Christmas time to the retired priest. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the consider having your kids write cards to people in the nursing homes. Just things like yeah. um, that, you know, to, um, you know, going and seeing Christmas carols at, yeah. you know, the, the, <laughs> at nurse, the nursing at home. the nursing homes with the 4-H club or yeah. whatever, or the you hospital know, or, whatever. or the hospital. Yeah. yeah, just things like that. Um, when, you know, when. Uh, a, your neighbor is in the hospital. I know that you might not have time to swing by, but have the kids make them a get well card, you know, um, yeah. send them flowers, send the new mom flowers, send her a casserole, whatever. Yeah. Um, when we say visit, we don't necessarily mean that you have to physically go visit yeah. either. Um, yeah. Although that's wonderful and you should do it. Um, but next we're talking about, um, you know, visiting the imprisoned, which, yeah. which is, overlaps visiting the sick a lot like because we already talked about kind of um you know visiting those with you know mental illness and Mm -hmm. um disabilities and stuff and that's a lot of who you know the addicts and that and that's a lot of who we find in the prison ministry side of it Mm -hmm. um you know so that does mean you know by going and visiting and ministering to um those who have been imprisoned yeah and there's tons of different organizations out there i know yeah. you have one that you're really a big fan of that you used to be involved with mm-hmm. yeah. um, kairos, kairos kairos prison ministry and 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 i will tell you the one thing especially when you say the imprisoned mm-hmm. uh, but even the sick there is fear and fear is something that we have to, we as individuals uh, have to pray for the strength the fortitude, the great, you know, the, the mm-hmm. virtue of fortitude to be, you know, made stronger and better within us. Uh, because when you hear visit the imprisoned, th- that can sound terrifying. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, when I first, um, when I, I did, I did two Kairos and um, the first one, I think I was more worried about me than the real the other person it was my my own fault mm-hmm. you know my own fear and but Kairos prison ministry um uh many of the guys the knights of columbus back at uh, st brendan uh and and hilliard uh were participating many of them still do it uh it's an amazing thing i mean that we they literally go in 
and they minister to those in prison. And, you know, they sit with them, they talk about their faith, they talk about, um, you know, uh, how they're forgiven. We, we, we talk about, we just learn about the person. Mm-hmm. It's not about, and I think that's the thing, when, when we go to visit these people, it's not about us visiting. No. We have to lose ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the mission trip recently, um, I, can't, I think it was in uh, Jessica's speech, it was, she was talking about uh, meekness. Mm-hmm. And meekness is often, you know, described as, um, you know, weakness or um, lack of strength, all these negatives. And um, I think I think the quote was uh, she got it from was it C.S. Lewis? Uh, meekness is not thinking of yourself. It's not thinking of yourself. Uh, what is it? Meekness is thinking, not thinking of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That it, sounds right. Yeah, it, it's something to that effect. I apologize for butchering it here on the show, but it happens uh, anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but no, I mean, oh, it's not thinking of your less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That's it. Meekness is not thinking of your less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less that's it yeah that's it that's um, the quote he he has a ton of quotes no, on greatness as i'm trying to google so, the right one um, you know but but the imprisoned i mean you know they're 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 spiritual um you know their, their poverty they're what they're missing mm-hmm. um you know not having freedom you know because of mistakes um you know how they can affect them physically mentally emotionally spiritually so many different ways right so it's it's a wonderful thing so kairos we'll put a link for them so it's kairo prison ministry.org yep. that's really if you want to get involved um also if you want it to you know get involved a little bit more locally if you don't have a kairos um near you you can always again check with your catholic parish they have yeah. tons of resources you know i guarantee that your priest or your chaplain is probably doing some kind of prison ministry especially you know in a vincentian uh, standpoint um and and they can direct you you know you might be able to just tag along with them yeah um you're just reach out and see um also we want to talk about like so physically visiting the imprisoned is one thing but again remember those people in your daily prayers this is something you can do every single day from home just like praying for the sick you know you might not be able to go visit the sick in the imprisoned but you can pray for these people every day um you know and to reiterate some of these, how these corporal works of mercy are overlapping, you know, um, helping out that new mom who just had a baby, you know, um, maybe that she is feeling physically imprisoned in her own home, Mm -hmm. you know, stuck at home with this new baby, or maybe a mom of many years, you know, who needs a night out, who needs to take that time for her own personal mental health offered a babysit Mm -hmm. you know um that you are helping those imprisoned it doesn't have to be somebody who is physically in jail Mm -hmm. um you know console and listen to those with mental illnesses or in a prison of their own mind Mm -hmm. you know offer counseling help them find those resources sit listen talk to these people um you know you can um take time to minister to those leading a sinful life Mm. You know, people who are being imprisoned by their own sin, Mm -hmm. you know, try and get um, people who have addictions who, you know, whether that be to drugs or alcohol or pornography, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to. To, to, to minister to them and try in, yeah. in the most gentle compassionate way that jesus would um because it be that light of christ to them um bring them out of that imprisonment of sinful life sure. um 
you know, and I also want to say to moms and families with busy children and busy lives who aren't able to maybe yeah. go outside of the ministry and do it uh, outside of the home and minister to people like they could have when they were younger. Um, teach your children about compassion and mercy for those who have made those bad choices and are in prison. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. so that later when they grow up, they'll yeah. be more apt to do um, prison ministry. You know, Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, start, start at home. home. Start and at home. all of these corporal works of mercy can be started at home with you, with, with you. your family. And, and that's the thing, you know, as we talk through all the, uh, you know, over these episodes, find one as a family that you mm-hmm. want to focus on for the next 30 days. And why do I say 30 days? It takes 30 days to form a good habit. And then we can move on to the next one Mm -hmm. and then to the next one. You don't, you know, it don't go gangbusters and go out and try and do all seven. No. Find one as a family and focus. Well, it's not lost on me. The, you know, seven is the perfect number in God's eyes. You know, we have seven days of creation and all of that, that there are seven days in a week and there are seven corporal works of mercy and seven spiritual works of mercy. So maybe on Mm -hmm. Mondays. You focus on praying for, you know, the hungry. On Tuesdays, oh, yeah, you way. focus on praying for the thirsty, you know, mm-hmm. those with clean water. And, you know, just, just specifically nailing down your prayer intentions as a family. You know, I know... Um, That's a good suggestion, yeah. In one of my um, homeschooling friends' um, house, she has a, you know, like a saint of mm. the month up on the whiteboard, just like on a section of their whiteboard that the, she teaches off of. She has like a saint of the week or a saint of the day. Um, and it would be really easy f- to add in, you know, your prayer intentions for the day. You know, mm-hmm. on Mondays, you know, we're going to pray for those who are imprisoned or whatever yeah. that might be and swap it up to kind of keep that conscious. You know, you might not be able to do anything, but no prayer goes wasted no prayer goes wasted you know the power of prayer is astonishing and we Mm -hmm. need to utilize it more absolutely i think that's a you know that's a great lesson there and and again this is about encouraging everyone to to step out you know Mm -hmm. and and uh, again the command of making disciples of all nations is not just given to the pastor so it's not just given to your local priest and the bishops we're all called to do this we're all called to witness our faith and to make the world better and how do we do that? It's by living a life of sacrifice mm-hmm. and a living a life that's dedicated to, you know, loving others. And, and in many ways, it's almost like a hearkening back to the days of the early church where we loved and supported each other that much more, you know. Well, and, and that much forward, you know, living out the greatest commandment of all, mm-hmm. love God, love your neighbor. Yep. And we can do that through the corporal works of mercy. Yeah. So, everyone, thank you so much for uh for joining us today, as always, I, I'm sure Alina's got a quote that she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna end on here. So, um, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, again, please uh, please consider um, you know becoming a patron of the show. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, and to share it. You know, the we want the, you know our hope is that uh, you know this show for for what it is uh, helps inspire. Or maybe, you know, encourages someone maybe in a difficult time or or helps give them a little bit of new information to help them on their faith journey as we're all on this journey um, and and trying to become better as we practice every day. Um, So uh, with that, uh, Alina, let's let's have our quote. Okay. well, uh, that's a lie because I have one more thing to add. Okay, go ahead. You, add it. You're not reading my hand signals over here. My bad. Um, I didn't. I, so, I missed it. I'm <laughs> um, sitting at your microphone. That's the problem. Oh, this is true. <laughs> yeah, we're backwards today. <laughs> it's are. all right. Um, so <laughs> we are going to be doing a mailbag edition coming up. So what we need is for all of our listeners to send us your Catholic questions. 
Ooh. Yep. And you Mail can send bag. those to us at info at vmycmo.org. Yep. Um, you can we'll send post those that too. We'll post it. Yep. Um, I'm going to have um, this going up relatively soon that we're doing this mailbag edition. Um, so you can send those to us at VMY, uh, info at vmycmo.org. Send us your Catholic questions um, or random questions. If you really want to know what Mike's favorite ice cream is, that by all means, you can do that. Vanilla. Um, Loser. I'm, I'm so bland. <laughs> you are. So generic. Vanilla? Van- really? Yeah, I love vanilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, I know. It's, it's a letdown. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, so if I go somewhere and get ice cream, I always get a vanilla milkshake. And if I don't do that, I get a strawberry milkshake. That's it. I don't like the cone. I don't like the dish. I don't like all the extra stuff. Simple. Keep it simple. Okay. Yeah. Vanilla. Boring. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. All right. So um, send us those mailbag. Uh, send us your Catholic questions or whatever questions you have for us here at Practicing Catholic. Um, you can also send them to us um, via Instagram or um, Facebook through Messenger. If you would like to remain anonymous, just say so. We will make sure to not say who, what, where, when, anything. Yeah. Um, our lips are sealed. Um, so with that, I'm going to end our um, episode two of the Corporal Works of Mercy with a quote from one of our founders, um, St. Vincent de Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he said, all those who love the poor in life will have nothing to fear from death. Hey, he's a great saint, folks. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week. And until then, take care and keep practicing. Peace.